Should my teen have a TV in his room? How about the internet? Should I buy him his first car? Do I owe him a college education? How long should he be allowed to play video games? There's a lot of controversial issues today that make parenting teens in the 21st century more difficult than ever. And we're going to talk about some of these things right here on Licensed to Parent. Hello again. Welcome to Licensed to Parent. My name is Trace Embry. Alongside me is Josh Wallace. Today we're going to be discussing some practical issues that virtually every parent has to deal with today, especially those with teenagers. These are issues that even the, the parenting experts uh, struggle over and wrestle over and debate, uh, mostly because Scripture has so little or nothing to say on, on uh, the particular subjects. But, you know, if we really study Scripture, we might find that it, it has more to say than we think. Uh, the problem is most of us don't really, to be honest, we don't really think too insightfully when it comes to much of what we'll be talking about today. Our mission here at License the Parent is to inform you and to equip you, um, the parent, with the tools necessary to produce healthy families that will accept and live out the biblical worldview for the purpose of fulfilling the Great Commission. All we really want to do when it comes to the topics we'll be discussing today is uh, to have the mind of Christ and approach each of these issues from the standpoint of a biblical worldview. Admittedly, there's a lot of gray area here. Uh, but, uh, you know, as we just dissect these topics uh, very carefully, Josh, some of that gray, I think, uh, may turn to black and white. Yeah, and I'd like to say before we get started mm -hmm. on these, it is important for parents to realize that, uh, you know, pay attention to what we've discussed earlier on in, in the month of this, of our, of this broadcast, worldview. Uh, you got to know that the biblical worldview is the foundation in which we, we can discuss all these thorny issues. Exactly. If you do not have a transcendent point of reference, then these thorny issues easily become gray, which is a problem we're at facing today. And if you've listened to our pro uh, excuse me broadcast earlier this month, you'll you'll see that. Find that to be true. Exactly right. You have to have a a filter uh, by which to understand all aspects of life, reality, truth. Uh, and uh, one, of the, one of the realities that we have to deal with as parents is um, the clothes our kids wear. Yeah. You know, this is a, this is a thorny issue. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of child care professionals, uh, Christian child care professionals. Renowned Christian. Renowned <laughs> Christian. I mean, writers, yeah. and, uh, talk show uh, people uh, who would say that, you know, uh, that's not a battle worth fighting. And, I, you know... I, I couldn't disagree more with right. that. Right. I, I really uh, couldn't disagree more with that. When you, you know, you ask a kid, uh, Junior, is how you dress significant? Yeah. And, and most kids, you know, they, they don't think much of it. They'll just say, well, no. Then the question is, well, then why do you spend so much time, energy, and money to look that way? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's kind of twofold here. One thing you can ask yourself you know, even as adults, is there not a significance in the significance in the way we dress? Exactly. I mean, we're not going to show up to our uh, law firm dressed up like <laughs> Lady Gaga or something. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's just right. not going to happen. There well, is a significance in the way you dress, and it begins with kids. Also, I want to say that the the second part of this is in kids. Uh, you know, they're at a crucial stage in their life, and as you heard on this program, they are searching for direction, searching for identity, and what better way to yeah, and significance, and what better way to find that than to claim their significance through the way they wear. I mean, it's a nonverbal way of communicating where they stand without without having to be addressed 
Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, what how we look on the outside tells a lot about what's going on in the inside. Exactly. And uh, on the subconscious level, you know, it go, really goes back to the idea that, you know, our kids are spirit flesh beings. Right. And they actually broadcast what's going on in the spiritual department, uh, from the spiritual dimension of who they are through the externals. Now, they're not aware of it. Right. But it's going to eke out. And sometimes it ekes out in, in, the way, in, in what they wear. But uh, I, you know, I, I couldn't disagree more with this idea that, that, that it's not a battle worth fighting. I believe it is. You know, when a kid walks out the front door and he's dressed uh, looking like a gangbanger, you know, and his pants are down around his ankles and he's got yeah. the bandana going on and, yeah. you know, earrings and this and that. And you say nothing about that as a parent. Then what you're saying to him unconsciously is, you know, I really don't care how you feel on the inside. Yeah. You know, I really don't care uh, what makes you significant. Yeah. And and really, parent, uh, kids on the subconscious level, on that spiritual level, they they want their parents to rescue them. Right. Girls especially. You know, they 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 want them to give them guidelines and and and, and boundaries. But, you know, if a kid. W walks out the door dressed as a gangbanger. What other kids are he gonna? Is he gonna attract to himself? Right, uh, that's what I meant. It's like a, a nonverbal way of communicating, broadcasting. That that was a good term, broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Where they're advertising, advertising where their allegiance lies. So you're not gonna attract somebody that is not, you know, broadcasting a, a probably different, not a different message. Yeah, but now we're profiling. Okay, <laughs> you know, which is another postmodern yeah. ideology, but uh, you're probably probably not going to attract the Phi Beta Kappa, right? You know, or or, or the uh, uh, you know the straight A student, unless the straight A student is looking to buy drugs <laughs> from yeah. the gangbang. That's, that's possible too. <laughs> but you know, you've got uh, uh, girls that go out, you know, in skimpy dresses right. and short shorts and this and that. And you know, uh, when dads especially uh, allow their their daughters to go out there to be a piece of meat in, in the eyes of, um, of, of, of young men, uh, then you, you are on that subconscious level yeah. sending, you're broadcasting a message. Yeah, especially the, like the way the daughters dress, you know, that you can't emphasize that enough. That You're really uh, contributing to the objectification of women when you allow your daughter to just walk out. And the sad thing is that the uh, bar has been low, the bar has been lowered in the you know the clothing industry mm -hmm. so modesty in their eyes is is not i mean immodesty excuse me is not immodest in the eyes of the people making the clothes so mm -hmm. it's uh, the argument is well i can't find clothes that fit that look good and that's but again know, going back to the postmodern perspective it's all about perspective right. and know. yeah and, and you can you'll find clothes that fit just fine but it, the, the problem is not finding clothes that fit the problem is as a parent neglecting to address the issue mm -hmm. that's the problem and God has wired up our kids and, and us to know deep in our heart of hearts uh, what what right and wrong is in some of these issues. And we know intrinsically, yeah. you know, we really do, because we're wired up with the attributes of God. Right. And you got to ask, you know, it goes back to what would Jesus do? Which, yeah. You know, and I understand that there are exceptions, you know, perhaps ministry purposes. Yeah, you know, when you go off to a mission field and, and you know, the first thing you do is you, you don't put uh, shirts and pants on the on the natives, you know, yeah. I mean, you, you you gain their their confidence, and uh, you know, you develop a relationship right. with them first. 
But, uh, you know, you, you've had 14, 15, 16 years to develop a relationship with your child, son or daughter, and for you not to, uh, uh, to, to keep in check uh, what that, that billboard that they're yeah. carrying around, you know, and how they dress, yeah. that's, that's, it's, it's, I don't feel that's a wise yeah. thing to do. And, you know, we're talking about clothes. I mean, a close cousin to the clothes is, you know, makeup and how right. women apply their makeup. And that, yeah. that could be considered another thorny issue that a lot of people disregard as unimportant. Yeah, well, you know, where's the line of demarcation between trashy makeup and appropriate makeup? Right. You know, and people ask me that all the time. And, and I, the, the, the answer I give them is, that, you know, even makeup is spiritual, okay? Because the answer is, I don't know, but right. I know it when I see it. Yeah. You know, it's like music, you know? I don't know it, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. Same thing with clothing. Don't know it. Know it when I see yeah. it. And, uh, you know, it, it, is it just another uh, eighth inch of black eyeliner on the eyes? Is that what? Is that the difference? You know, a, a certain shade of red with the lipstick? You know, who knows? Uh, but again, know it when I see it. And, and by the way, who, who actually ends up buying most of this stuff for, for these kids? Uh, the parents. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's and it, the parents. It is their responsibility in all these issues we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's the parents' responsibility, God-given responsibility, so to address know, these situations. Otherwise, they're getting their opinions from. Absolutely. And, and where is the line drawn? Uh, you know, on some of this stuff. Because what if what if what if your son, for instance, would come to you, uh, or come downstairs, uh, get ready for school, and instead of you know his Letterman's jacket, he's got a pink tutu on. <laughs> You'd address the situation then. Yeah, and probably most of his uh, peers at school would address yeah. that situation too, because yeah. even that line hasn't been crossed so much. That's true. You know, although it's going there. I mean, it's headed. It's headed there. Yeah. And the Bible definitely does have something to say about cross-dressing. I mean, and I don't know this, this the chapter and verse, but trust me, folks, it does. Look it up. Uh, another issue: friends. Uh, you know, as parents. Uh, do we have the right, Josh, to, to, to really dictate uh, who our kids' friends are? Uh, not only do yes, we have the right and the responsibility. Like it, it's not just it goes beyond right. It is our job. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we I think we do have some, let's put it this way, uh, a, a great degree of influence in that. Right. I mean, you have a right to uh, allow certain people in your home and, and not to allow certain people yeah. in your home. Uh, but I got to say this. If my if my kid befriended a kid that I wasn't so thrilled with, I'd much rather have that kid in my home than have him a fellowship with him outside yeah. the home. And, and and parents, if you have a a, um, uh, a a child who has befriended someone who you're not thrilled with, get him in your home. Yeah. I mean, get him in there and spend as much time with you uh, with these kids as you can get to know him. You might find out. Yeah, he's just got a problem with appearances. Right. You know, uh, maybe his parents let him go out the door dressed as a gangbanger wannabe, yeah. you know, uh, or, or, or a goth or, yeah. or whatever, you know. But again, getting back to the dress, if your kid goes out as, as, a, as a goth, who's he going to attract? Right. He's going to attract more goths. Yeah. So, but Josh McDowell had this little thing he says, and we've kind of tacked our own little spin on it, but he goes something like this. Relationships produce beliefs. Beliefs form values, uh, which drive behavior. Behavior influences attitudes. Attitudes develop personality. Personality attracts relationships. It all starts with relationships. That very first relationship, mom and dad, needs to be with you. And then uh, from that relationship, you can help produce the beliefs in your child. And then when you help produce the beliefs in your child, that, and this is going to take spending some time with them, then you help form that child's values. 
Right. And then when you help cho- uh, form your child's values, he won't want to necessarily, you know, hang out with some of those uh, uh, other yes. unsavory types. Now, he might minister to him. He might, you know, talk with him. But as far as chumming out and adopting yeah. their values, no. But once he has the values of his own that he's gotten from you, this will drive behavior, and and this will uh, limit your uh, your negative issues at yeah. home. Um, and that behavior then will influence his attitude yeah. and everything he does, his work ethic and, and just in, in everything he does. And then that attitude then will develop his own personality. Right. And then what happens then? His personality will attract other relationships. Yeah. And those relationships will be healthy relationships that you help develop in him from the right. very beginning. And so you, you will not only like your kid, but you'll like your kid's friends too. Yeah, At least that's in, the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> you're instilling self-confidence in yeah. your kid. And uh, yeah. as we come up to a break, I just want to remind our listeners that you are listening to Licensed to Parent. And Licensed to Parent is an outreach ministry of Shepherd's Hill Farm. You can find out more about Licensed to Parent and Shepherd's Hill Farm at helpmytroubleteen.org. And if you're just now tuning in and you'd like to hear the beginning of the broadcast, please go to helpmytroubleteen.org. And there you can access the uh, radio archives by clicking on the Licensed to Parent icon. Also, you can... Uh, uh, subscribe to our iTunes if you uh, if you have iTunes. Uh, it's a very convenient way of uh, getting our broadcast delivered straight to your computer each week. Uh, and so, also, sorry, uh, you can do click on our fa- uh, Facebook fan page and just become a fan and find out more about the ministry and where we ha- are headed and what what's in store for 2011. Back in two minutes. With media, entertainment, and even our public school systems now being virtual training grounds for sin and rebellion, parents are finding themselves at war not only with their teens, but with our entire culture. Hi, I'm Trey Sembry, founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Farm. Shepherd's Hill Farm is a Christ-centered residential ministry and fully accredited school for struggling teens. Teens labeled with a myriad of common diagnoses are leaving Shepherd's Hill Farm medication-free. Science has now confirmed what Scripture has known from the beginning. Humans need God. Shepherd's Hill Farm offers a loving and secure authoritative community atmosphere conducive for life change. I see it regularly. It's Jesus Christ who is doing the healing because our first commitment is to Him. Shepherd's Hill Farm is an intense discipleship training ground, a proving ground for God's healing power for families across the country and around the world. To enroll or sponsor a teen, go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. That's HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. Would you please welcome the pride of Alexandria, Indiana, your host, Bill Gaither. Hey, thanks, Bill, and welcome to Homecoming Radio. Do we ever have a great show for you? The Gaither Homecoming Radio, heard every Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock on Christian Talk 660 and 92.9 FM. Brought to you by Dixie Family Restaurant on Wade Hampton Boulevard in Greenville. You, my friend, have connections in the government. 1-800-FED-INFO, the official source for all government information. And like any good connection, there's no telling where it can take you. Why, one day you're getting student loan information, next thing you know, you need job hunting tips. So whether you have information to get or ideas to give your government, call 1-800-FED-INFO. Who knows, money-saving tips today could lead to retirement planning tomorrow. 
And welcome back. This is uh, Licensed to Parent. Here at Licensed to Parent, we are here to equip parents with the tools necessary to produce families and accept out that accept and live out the biblical worldview. Uh, and today we're discussing thorny issues, issues that may tend to be a little more gray than they should be. Uh, we, we're trying to define a more black and white term or some of these gray areas. Uh, and we really highly recommend for, for this topic the resource uh, uh, authored by Chip Ingram. Uh, it's a video series and a book, uh, Effective Parenting in a Defective World. We highly recommend you get that. It will really help you parent in this defective culture. Uh, Licensed Parent is an outreach ministry of Shepherd's Hill Farm. Just want to remind our listeners that you can access our archives or subscribe to our iTunes by going to helpmytroubledteen.org. That's helpmytroubledteen.org. Uh, there, again, if you missed the first half of this broadcast, you can access our uh, archives and subscribe to podcasts. Okay, uh, back to some of these uh, controversial issues, I guess. Uh, and again, everything that we're discussing here, we want to filter through a biblical worldview. But uh, how do you feel? How do you filter cars through a biblical worldview? Uh, you what know, a way to start off the show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when, when do you buy a car for your kid? Right. Or, or the question is, should you buy a car for, for right. your kid? And you know, and I, I think the answer is, is uh, uh, in the in the. The, w when he proves to be responsible. I mean, you don't want to violate a lot of the principles in Proverbs. Go to Proverbs. Just get, get wisdom in Proverbs. It talks about, you know, you want to, uh, about the wisdom of a, a ring and a pig's snout and a fool ruling a nation. So you, you don't want to put an irresponsible kid in a car. Whether he pays for it, you pay right. for it. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, and actually Chip Ingram talks about <coughs> cars. <laughs> oh, does he? Well, yeah, and it's a, it's a great point that he makes that, you know, you, you know, you have options. If you want to buy the car for your kid, at least make them pay you back and work out a, 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 a teachable moment to teach them responsibility and how to responsibly pay back what they owe. But I would, my gut instinct and way I'd raise my kids is mm -hmm. they're going to have to earn it and buy their oh, own cars. Absolutely. And, and you know, uh, once you get the car, you still have to put gas in it. Yep. You have to maintain it and you have to have insurance yeah. for it, license plates. And, uh, you know, maybe one of the best uh, uh, lessons for a young man or young woman who's coming of, of driving age and has proved to be responsible enough to have a car is let that car sit in the front driveway for six months <laughs> until they can afford to put plates on that's it good. or gas that's in it. That's good. You that's know? And it'll be a constant reminder. Hey, look, I, I may have to pull away from the video games yeah. here for a while uh, to, to go flip a few hamburgers to put some plates on this yeah. thing so I can, you can get to work because right. right now I'm hitchhiking you know, or riding my bicycle or whatever. <laughs> Which brings up another question. You know, video games, uh, cell phones, computers, things like that. You know, how long should a kid be allowed to do this? Because uh, very often they don't govern themselves. You know, should computers be uh, in a teen's bedroom? Well, I would say no. Yeah, no. I would agree. Uh, and I think a lot of our listening audiences, you know, they, they may not understand this. Uh, I know the parents we, you know, we uh, interact with at Shepherd's Hill Farm, this is a like they're like what you, you can't do that and mm -hmm. it, it's it, we're, I'm kind of dumbfounded by the fact that how many parents don't grasp the understanding of uh, just the influence that video games and computers and all that well, it goes back to biblical worldview right. though I mean you know the Bible says we're not to provoke our kids to anger or exasperate our kids yeah let me tell you something you put your kid here go to your room used to mean you were in trouble yeah all right go to your, your room now means go to your own private uh, video arcade you know right. or porn parlor and so you put a kid in, in an environment to where now all his carnal desires are being you know attended to yeah uh, and the Bible, while the Bible's collecting dust on the shelf, yeah. 
you know, you are exasperating that kid. And it's de- that would definitely not be a punishment for the kid. <laughs> no, it's not a punishment for the kid. Yeah. But, but you do hear about you know, parents who take that stuff out of the room. Well, it never should have been there in the first place. Right. If it wasn't there in the first place, you may not have had, you know, <coughs> you wouldn't have to take it out. Yeah. Because obviously because it's not there. But then you got the whole cell phone thing. You know, we, we run across kids, uh, cases where kids are, you know, putting, how, how is it possible to put 2,000 hours a month on oh, a cell phone. I, have, I mean, I, I could see how it's possible, I, I guess, but I, I mean, it's just that is overkill, I would say. And uh, parents, a lot of parents, again, don't feel that they have the right to interfere with that. You know, that's their world, that's their phone, but that they don't. They realize that they're paying the bill for that. Right, <laughs> but not only do you have the right parent to do that, you have the responsibility exactly. to do that. Exactly. You know, again, I go back to the frontal lobe in the kid's brain. It's still, you know, uh, a long way, <laughs> depending on how old. If he's, if he's 15, then it's 10 years away from being fully developed. In that frontal lobe is the action and consequence part of the brain. They cannot make real good decisions. I mean, biologically, they can't make real good decisions for themselves. They need a parent to help them make those decisions. And a lot of times the reason parents don't, help them make those decisions because they don't want the conflict. They, yeah. they are peacekeepers as opposed to peacemakers. But if you're a parent, if you're a, an effective parent, you've got to get past that. You have got to be a peacemaker. Right. And if you're too tired at the end of your work day to, to be the peacemaker that God's called you to be as a parent, you know what? Get another job. Yeah. You know, or, or, or come home early or do something. Hi, hire, hire some help. Yeah. Whatever. But... Uh, that kid's going to have the rest of his life to come back to you and say, why didn't you make me do that? Right. Or why did you allow me to do that when I was younger? Now I've got this addiction or now I've got this or that yeah. other issue. But uh, You know, in all these thorny issues, this we're discussing electronics and video games. This brings us to music. That's mm-hmm. a thorny issue that even in the church, people just don't think it's a battle worth fighting. Let Junior have <laughs> his way with his music. Oh, boy. Uh, failing to realize that music is one of the big influential tools of the enemy, I would say <laughs> the biggest, the biggest, the, the, and I would put that above internet pornography. Yeah, and I, and and when I had a conversation, and we've we do, we've done entire programs on music, and right. we're going to do more. Uh, and by the way, uh, if you don't believe anything that we're, I don't know how much time we have left here, but uh, if you don't believe anything we're saying about this, because we come from a spiritual perspective. Uh, if you need the science behind it, uh, go to a website called AmazingDiscoveries.org. AmazingDiscoveries.org. Maybe in the future we can have one of those guys on our program because the, all the science is there, and there's hours and hours and hours of stuff to uh, convince you that it, this stuff is destroying the brains of our kids. Yeah. You know, and I'm not I'm not here to say that that all rock and roll music, all rap music is necessarily of the devil. I will tell you, and, uh, and I'll stand behind this, that the devil's found a home in those modes of music. And when your kid, whether it be out in the, you know, out there in the culture, or in school, or uh, a mosh pit, or whatever, if he's listening to this kind of stuff, um, it's, it's, it's destroying him. And, and parents think, well, he's not out there. He's in his bedroom. You know, he's got yeah. the headphones going on. And you know what? If you don't know what's on the kid's iPhone or, or iPod, uh, you really don't know what he's listening to. Yeah. And uh, music is a deeply spiritual thing. But let me st- let me tell you what Norman Geisler said. I, I I was talking with Dr. Norman Geisler, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Dr. Norman Geisler, um, if you know Z- Robbie Zacharias, Lee Strobel, uh, Josh McDowell, some of these guys, well, uh, they take their cues from a guy named Dr. Norman Geisler. I mean, Dr. Geisler, he 
debates. Maybe we ought to have him on our program yeah. sometime. But uh, he debates atheists at Harvard and you know all the big schools around the around the, around the country and turns them into knots. Yeah. I said this is what I said to Dr. Geisler. I said. Dr. Geisler, I want to make a statement. I want you to tell me what you think of this statement. I said, I believe that music is the single most destructive uh, and overlooked tool of the devil used against our teenagers, families, our culture, and our church today. What do you say about that? He did not miss a beat. He said, I could not agree with you more. Right. And that includes internet pornography, and as yeah. bad as that is. And the, and the reason being is that our kids are waking up to this stuff. Uh, they're getting dressed to it. They exercise to it. They chill out to it. They drive to school to it. They hear it at school. It's in their movies or video games. Uh, uh, they, they hear it at home. They go to sleep to it. Yeah. It's round the clock. And uh, seven point five hours of <laughs> yeah. music a day. And, and, and that's and, the pull. Well, and, and let me tell you how mainstream it is, and why this is so difficult. Because it's so uh, tightly ingrained in the culture. I mean, we even have TV shows now called American what? Idol. Idol. Okay. Uh, but family programs uh, and programming. Let's let's say the Super Bowl. Let's, okay. Super Bowl used to have marching bands at halftime. What do they got now? Kiss, yeah. the Rolling Stones, the Who, you know Janet Jackson burying her breasts. Yeah. You got all this stuff. This this is now mainstream, and and so uh, you, you you've got you've got you know you have ex you actually have schools of rock and roll. Uh, there's really? there's a movie called The School of Rock and yeah. Roll with uh, what's his name. Uh, oh yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah, but the bottom line is there really is a school oh, like that. Oh, there is. There actually is really? a school like that. <laughs> yeah, and so they're they're training these kids in this stuff that's at a, at a young age, and they get indoctrinated to it, uh, with it rather. And even Frank Zappa says that music is a tremendous indoctrination tool, and it really is. I mean, when you think of the the cultural and sexual revolution of the 1960s, what fueled that revolution was music. It was rock right. and roll music. Woodstock, uh, you know, uh, Hate Ashbury, San Francisco, you know, on and on and on. Music fueled that worldview. So the question comes down to, as we've been presenting to all these thorny gray areas, is it a battle worth fighting for parents? I mean, well, we've, we've got the information, but is it really a battle worth fighting? Music absolutely is. I mean, and that's going to be a big one. I mean, uh, at Shepherd's Hill Farm, we can get kids to give up sex and drugs and, you know, old girlfriends and boys. Music is music. the thing that's attached to them, and and the kids that come back that that don't have a success when they go home, it's all it, it's always attached the first to thing music. They admit to yep. almost for yeah absolutely, and when you look at the school shooters and the school shootings that go on, and even the ones that don't get reported, it's all you can go back to and find out what these people are being influenced by, and it, it, it's a direct tie to music, right. folks. We cannot be entertained by, our kids cannot be entertained by things that are grieving the heart of God. And this goes way beyond, way beyond the lyrics. It goes into the beats and the rhythms right. and, 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 and stuff like that. And it affects certain parts of the brain. Let me tell you something. You wouldn't have the soundtrack to the Munsters, mm -hmm. okay, as, uh, you know, a, Soundtrack to Braveheart. Yeah, William Wallace uh, <laughs> charging the enemy across the yeah. fields. You wouldn't hear that. Do, 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 do. You wouldn't hear that crazy music. Why is that? Well, you, you don't. You, you can't articulate it because it's spiritually discerned. Now, when you add some crazy lyrics to it, like yeah. you know, blank the police and you know, eat your parents. Now you've really got a problem. Yeah, uh, music is definitely one of the bigger thorny gray areas that 
you know, we just really as parents have to stay on task. And there's and many right. more, and maybe right. future programs we'll get back into it. But. All right, and if you're just now listening to us, uh, be sure to join us on the web at helpmytroubledteen.org. You can click on the License to Parent icon. Uh, this is License to Parent, and we are here to help you navigate the uh, culture as a parent and what to do as a parent particularly pertaining to a biblical worldview is what we're trying to filter these questions through so if you're just now joining us and you did not see the first half be sure to join us at helpmytroubleteen.org no one saw the first half because we're on radio but listen folks if you don't train your kids somebody else will god bless you